one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. This is your host here, Michelle. And on today's episode, we are diving into gun laws in the US. If you don't know, we had part one on Andrew's um, podcast, which is the Real Talk podcast. And I will plug that into our show notes for you to go re listen up to the first episode. So this is this part two. And so we're going to just kind of talk a little bit about gun violence in the US. Um, we're going to touch on a couple things, but also, you know, we try to talk about things within the realms of Canada and being Canadian. So we are also going to touch about um, gun laws here in Canada. Of course, I've got my lovely guest here, oh. Andrew. Welcome back, Andrew. Well, I sure appreciate the kind introduction and plug to my podcast. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Jolly thank good, you. jolly good. Oh, in it, in it, in it, in it. A bottle of water. <laughs> Man, that was my worst English accent ever. How are you doing, girl? <laughs> doing well. I'm sure. You no know, uh, disrespect to those in the UK. We we very much we appreciate you. your 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 accents. We love it, and we try to mimic it. it. So no hate here. It's just all nope. love. Nope. Um, I'm doing well actually. I'm just kind of wheeling back from um Friday's appeal with the Roe versus Wade. Yo. Kind of stumbling over myself. Which eventually um, we definitely will be getting into, you know, at some point on a podcast. So definitely, you know, I definitely want that conversation. Um, and I also want to educate our listeners for what that would mean. What does that mean? Yep. What does Roe versus Way explanation? What does it mean moving forward? What? So I know that's definitely either a future episode that I hope to have like really soon. If not, maybe an Instagram live. Which, mm -hmm. let me say, if you are not following our social media page you really need to because we can announce contests we also announce lives so please follow me at a shot of melanin on instagram you could follow us on twitter at asom underscore podcast as well as facebook at a shot of melanin so andrew you ready for today's topic you're ready for no but yes because it's hard to talk about but we have to talk about it because shit is disgusting but yes so but. again today's topic is about Gun laws and everything that has been happening in the States, as you know, unfortunately, we had a shooting, I believe it was in May now, now that we're in June, um, about 
what happened at Uvalde. You all are aware that there were children who unfortunately lost their lives. So now we're going to kind of shift over to the thoughts about Buffalo. So if you don't know, there was a shooting in Buffalo where an armed intruder or an in-house inbred terrorist um, walked into a grocery store and decided to shoot up the place. Uh, now, Andrew, what are your thoughts about what transpired in in Buffalo? It's really messed up to me. And like, it's such a head scratcher is that, I mean, clearly racially motivated, first of all. So, I mean, there's no splicing. There's no, uh, there's no if, ands, or but about what the guy's motive was. The kid's motive was strictly to, you know, go to a black neighborhood, seek out black people and shoot black people. That was it. It's plain and simple. Um, he's, he's going to have his day in court to, you know, he pled already not guilty to multiple crimes. I mean, one of them being a hate crime, uh, I, at, at some point, man, like when we talk about gun violence, um, yes, Uvalde was um, tragic. It was super tragic. Kids involved, um, disgusting acts of violence towards children. But then you compound this when it comes to Buffalo, where we're talking about strictly just a violent, violent and vile hate crime. And at that point, brothers came and go to the grocery store to to. to buy food for their, their families we're getting picked off in public by some crazed racist white kid you know what i mean it's just this is the way it is now this is, the, this is the, the way of life that we have in the united states and it's crazy to me to think that you know you can't go out and live your life because i mean i under we we are aware that they have so many shootings whether they're schools malls in this case mm-hmm. grocery store but it's kind of like you kind of lose a no, sorry, you gain a sense of fear. So no matter where you're going, you're always kind of thinking in the back of your head, mm-hmm. is today the day that I'm going to live or die? Because you really don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what happened in Buffalo, obviously we know was racially motivated. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this a lot on Twitter and people are like, you can't even go to the grocery store. And I'm like, you can't do a lot of things. Like you can't go to school. You can't go to church. Can't go to church, can't go to a grocery store, Mm-mm. can't do nothing without always having to look over your shoulders. And concerts, so it like, now, mean, yeah, and concerts. Yeah. And so now the question comes into a lot of, you know, black people, especially in the States, are thinking, or if not thinking, have already decided to buy firearms to protect themselves. Now, me personally, I don't know. If that, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. And here's why I say that. Yes, you are going to protect yourself, but I feel like the law, the system, in the event that you shoot, if you are black in that country and you shoot oh. to protect yourself. <laughs> oh, you're getting some type of book thrown at you when it comes to the law, the the, uh, the the criminal system. For sure. For sure. Right? Yeah. I remember there was this article that i was reading about a black woman who was being attacked and who owns a legal firearm Mm -hmm. and all she did was to get away from her attacker was she shot warning shot pop pop Mm -hmm. in the air Mm -hmm. just that no one was hurt nobody was killed andrew tell me how she got like years in prison for that because she doesn't have the complexion for the protection that's basically Ooh. what it is. <laughs> a word, exactly my is. brother. A word. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Could you I'm imagine sorry. a warning shot and get sent to jail? Yeah. I From mean, her look, attacker. Think about what happened with Philando Castile all those years ago when he was in the passenger seat of a car. This happened in Minnesota mm-hmm. where the cop asked him if he had a, a firearm. He's like, yeah, I have a legal firearm. It's in my glove box. And the man said, don't reach for your glove box. Just to basically show him that he has legal, you know, legal rights to the firearm, and he gets clapped up five, six, seven times from point blank in the car with a kid in the back. I mean, it, yep. this is the kind of thing where black people don't have the same rules applied to white people. It's just that simple. A hundred percent. We see it. We mm-hmm. see it time and time again. So for yeah. that's why I say it's kind of like a double edged sword. So yes, mm-hmm. you get a firearm to protect yourself, but in the event that you use that. I don't think that system that is going to 
have you stand in front of a jury is going to say not guilty. I think Absolutely. you are doing some sort of time. Mm-hmm. Now, in regards to my thoughts about what happened in Buffalo, um, you know, I think it's coming to a point where a lot of people are getting numb because it's almost every other day um, you're hearing about some sort of shooting in the States. And there's only so much you can do with thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. There's yeah. only so much you could do with that. Yeah. I mean, and, and the idea that we're talking about thoughts and prayers, that's not tangible anymore. We need actual hard, you know, results, some hardcore planned results and some type of planning in place where we can say, listen, this, this, the, the, the second amendment needs to go or needs to be revised somehow. You, you've revised, you've revised plenty of other stuff. This one, you can actually make some type of legitimate effort and say, look, the second amendment, right to bear arms, protect, you know, protect your community, blah, blah, blah. Shit ain't working. We need to fix something. It, it, it's gotten to the point now where, yes, like you're saying, it, we're numb to it when, when we shouldn't be. I, I, we shouldn't. We should. Yeah. And I think the numbness comes into it because nothing's happening. Yeah. I no. think that if something was happening and we saw tangible results, then I don't think we would feel this numbness. But it's like you have to numb yourself because if you allow these things to get to you, man, depression is going to come right at your door Mm -hmm. because it's a lot, you know? And so I think that obviously what he did was wrong. No questions asked. Um, I'm starting to think if racism is a mental illness. And this is not to to, like slap it and say he gets a pass and it's mental. It's just like... It's the mindset to really think that, you know, we're the inferior race and, and I get it. I get it. Racism is taught. It's not, uh, it's learned. It's not something that they innately know from birth, but it's kind of like making me think like, gosh. You know what? To be honest with you, I'm not even going to go that far because it's like giving a pass to what. That's it. So if I say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if I say it's a mental illness, a lot of people will like, you see, it's a mental illness, giving it a pass. But I'm not saying Mm-mm. it as maybe giving it a pass. Maybe it's like a, a substance abuse. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. I don't know, man. Just, They're it, addicted. It just seems, to there just seems to be some innate thing that is taught amongst the community, that, that, that hateful community, that either we're taking over. like And basically... Just to carry on to what this um, the, the kid's name is Peyton Gendron or Peyton Gendron. I don't know how you pronounce it. Right. But the the kid wrote a 180 page manifesto about white replacement, about how black people are inferior, how we're you know they need to protect them, they need to preserve the white community. Like these are the kind of things that this kid was writing. That is not somebody who does that that has a mental illness. I'm sorry, but like that's just it's a. But I mean, out. if you look at Hitler. Yeah, I get it. I get it, but we're talking about some regular ass citizen who happens to be an eighteen year old whose parents, from what from what I read, had no clue about these kind of you know these kind of thoughts that he had in this in in his in his mind. So we're not talking about a a, a, a you know a Hitler intelligent calculated human being. He knew mm. exactly what his his thought process was when it comes to eliminating Jewish people. He he, right. he had a, a plan set in place. I mean, yes, we're talking about a kid that wrote a 180-page manifesto, but he's not Hitler. Like, I mean, he's not that. He's not to that degree of intelligent. At least I don't think so. Me neither. It, th- we're, we're talking about somebody who had some, you know, yes, calculated thought process of, you know, going down to the, the community 200 miles away from where he lives in Broom, uh, I don't know, Broom, New York or Broomy, New York. I don't know how you pronounce it. 200 miles away from Buffalo. Right. To drive all the way down. Stake out the place, go back, and then eventually go there and then kill people. Like I mean, yes, it's calculated, but we're not talking to the level of Hitler. Like I just no, definitely not trying to compare the two. But you, you almost see like patterns. Yes. Okay. And it wasn't to compare; it was just to identify patterns. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, not trying to say that um this is comparison. I'm not saying this is apples to apples. I hear you. Right. Um, but it was just kind of like, what else do we have to do to see that we bleed red just like y'all? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to you know, take some work. <laughs> I, 
Listen. It's going to take some work. So let's go on to the next one. So basically, our killer um, was basically saying that the reason he did what he did was to eliminate the white race. Now, what do you mm. think about oh, you mean, that? You mean the preserve the white race? Uh, sorry, yes, to preserve yeah. of the yeah. right ways. Um, yeah. uh, what do you think about that statement? What are your thoughts? What do you think is a solution? And how, like, with someone being racist, is there, should we basically enact any type of laws that state that if you pass a test and there's like racism, a section of racism on that test, mm. that if you fail that specific section, you should not have a right to a gun. Oh, wow. I honestly, Michelle, there's no easy answer. There's no easy solution because at the end of the day, people can pass off as being not racist when they completely are. Mm. So that's already out the question. And from what I also read about this story is that you there's a law that's called the, oh, what's it called now? Um, so law is still the, the red flag law in New York. Okay. Um, where it's basically, you have to go through a, a background check before you even have the right to purchase any type of firearm. Okay. Now, I don't know how extensive the background check really is, but considering this kid's past and with this kid actually has actually been, re- you know, recorded as doing like chopping heads off of cats and, and, and recording it on, on some on some websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the kind of stuff that he's done that apparently his parents had no idea happened. So whatever that's worth. But <laughs> but clearly this kid had a mental issue. Or clearly this kid had um something like some type of some some type of chemical imbalance that <laughs> you know basically drove him to do these kind of disgusting things, writing manifestos and killing cats and, and beheading them and, and putting it on, 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 on websites. Like if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. And that is even, a huge red flag. Yeah. And he's even written in school projects about wanting to commit a mass murder suicide. So yeah, this is all documented. Like you can, I'll send you the links. So it's it's not like this wasn't known. So for even the idea that this kid can go into some type of gun shop and not even pass and pass a a, a mental check or a red flag law check, basically, I don't know how extensive that can be, that still passed this kid and got him to give him the chance to buy a firearm. There's no easy answer. There's no easy answers. That's true. Because then it makes you wonder, like, how serious are these red flag like, how seriously do they take them, you know, right. or do they kind of go, yeah, yeah, he's fine. And let's brush over one and part C and forget A and B, you know, like that's it. It's kind of like, are they finding ways around it? Is it easy as easy as maybe paying somebody as easy as friending them up or whatever that may be? Because if that's the situation, then I think we have a huge problem. You know, we can obviously cannot keep these um red flag um situation for example the red flag law we cannot make them like people won't take them seriously and people who no. are administering them are obviously no. so easily persuade you know i mean i'm sure the gun seller that sold this guy this gun had no idea that this guy would do what he did you know and to only no- think like man had i really taken the time out to vet this guy Maybe I could have avoided all that. If there's one thing I could assume is that when it comes to selling guns, people really don't care what you do with them. They just wow. in that money. Like that's just that's just me. That that's that's what my thinking is. Is that when you see an 18 year old kid looking to buy a rifle, what for? Yeah, I mean, question <laughs> <What> it. <for? laughs> I that's why I figured like when it comes to any type of you know solutions to gun laws there's not much that you can do because guns are going to be sold no matter how you want to sell them um kids are kids that are 18 or whatever the case may be that could have some ridiculous you know hate in their heart some type of you know anger issues who knows what they're going to find ways to get them sold that's just how it is 
yeah, there's we, really no easy answer, the, Michelle. I'm, no. I just don't know. No, that's true. I mean, I'm not looking. I don't know if we'll ever find a solution to this situation. I'm hoping that we live long enough to um, see, see this, you know, better gun control, especially in the U.S. Um, we'll definitely touch on Canada. But in the U.S., I would love to see, like, better gun laws um, in our lifetime. Maybe, you know, when our kids, when we have, well, I have kids. So when our kids have kids, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, hopefully we'll get better. But, I mean, I, I it's it's easy for us to sit here and say, you guys should do this and this. And we did speak about it on your episode, you know, like, um, tighter gun laws. But what does that look like? Really, what does that look like? How can that be enforced? Will it be really enforced? We already know the states runs on a money system. So it's either mm -hmm. one of two things. Either you're funding guns or you're funding prisons. So you just kind of like, if it's that, if that's the type of model, will it ever change? And look, we already went through, a, you know, the whole issue with Roe versus Wade, where they're going to criminalize, you know, abortions before they even think about criminalizing guns. So this is the kind of system that is in place. Let's just think about that. How nuts is that, right? Like Crazy. your your uterus has less has more restrictions in society than actually having guns in your pocket or your in your in your in your in your car in your tucked in your jeans somewhere. Yeah. Like these are the kind of things that you just it blows my mind. And one blows thing that my mind. I don't like about guns is you have to be careful of the people holding those guns. Some people, <laughs> some people really shouldn't hold guns. Yo, like, police I don't, officers shouldn't be out there holding guns, but they still hire, they still hire them. That's it. And I think, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned on your podcast, but I heard that there's an extensive, and when I mean extensive, mm. an extensive training one year before you could become a certified barber, but you could yeah. be a police officer in a couple months. Yeah. Imagine that shit. <laughs> to cut imagine hair, that. you yeah. need a year, an internship, all mm -hmm. the wazoo. And to become a cop, only a couple months of training. Yeah, man. Andrew, I'm lost. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't, listen, you, you and me both. Uh, imagine I'm... to put a design or, or to, to do a low fade on somebody's head takes more training than it is to be a, be a police officer in the streets. How? How? I feel like Make I've entered the sense. twilight zone. Yeah, like, listen, it's only going to get worse from here, huh? I mean, we're already talking about these, the, 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 the SCOTUS, you know, outlawing uteruses and not right. guns. Right. You know, they, 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 they just, there's no end in sight to me thinking that there's a light at the end of the tunnel where society will have a saner, you know, a, a saner path. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me at all what's going on in the street, in, in America. It really and doesn't. Honestly, Andrew, it doesn't make sense to me either. And sometimes, you know, we do this thing as Canadians where we go, thank God I live in Canada. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, we use that a lot. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't seem to realize that Canada has its own shit, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny because I will hear a couple Americans go, Canada doesn't have racism. Oh, <laughs> honey, schnookums. <laughs> honey bun. <laughs> And I get that a lot from Americans, whether it's family, American list. Canada doesn't have racism. You know what? Canada doesn't have blatant racism. Yeah. You might get a sprinkle of it in certain districts, but it's not like half of the country is in your face. You might I, get I, like 10%. Yeah. Yeah. And I live in a province where it's like French, you know, dominant. So. But it's micro. It's very on a micro level. It's not on a macro level. I, micro level gonna, being they do little things to show that they're racist yeah. and not in a sense of saying to your face hey n-word yeah you know so it's not some well look yes you're right in a sense but it it's still pretty overt when it comes to certain policies that they're 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 coming they're coming up with that's all that's all i can say about it because we're, we're getting on a tangent about racism when it really is about gun control but right quebec is not that much better when it comes so, to what are your thoughts about him streaming this on Twitch? That part to me, and I know it only lasted about two minutes before they put it. They, they cut off. They the, shut the it down. Feed. Yeah. They, they I wonder how that happened. Did, did Twitch find out what he was doing, or did he get reported? Then Twitch took a look. Whoever owns Twitch, Had and then shut reported. it down. Had to have been reported. Like it, it just, 
to me, it makes no sense. You can you can do a lot of things on Twitch before you you know thinking maybe this is a little bit too far. Somebody had to you know snitch it up. It, it just it, to me the very fact that it lasted two minutes, like I mean, that's it's, two it's, minutes it's too gross. long. Two minutes too long, exactly. But I mean, this once again, it all goes down to the idea that this man had a plan in place where hatred was so deep into his in his core that he wanted to not only go into a black community and shoot a bunch of people but he wanted to record it for the people that were willing to watch it and there were people probably reveling in that video footage like that's the thing that is just it's heartbreaking to me it's heartbreaking that people there's definitely people who were probably watching cheering him on you know yeah man. um and that's what's uh hurts what i do think is great is this is going to be footage used against him in court as Mm -hmm. long as they can get that like if twitch cooperates and says yes you can have the footage like i don't see why they wouldn't Mm -hmm. fingers crossed i don't see why they wouldn't but if twitch cooperates and provides them provides the courts with the docu uh the video footage then -hmm. they have something they have like video evidence to show the jury you know, like, like what happened? It's going to be gruesome. It's going to be difficult for them to stomach. But I feel like yep. that will help them come to uh, a verdict of yep. whether he's guilty or not. Would bring me to my next question: What do you think will be the results? I know we have not talked about trials yet because he is um, still in jail, awaiting mm-hmm. trial. But what do you th- Look, what do you think the, is going to happen? There is no way in hell we're going to see like a uh, Kyle Rittenhouse 2.0 where he gets a- gets away with it. There's no way. There is too much concrete evidence showing that what his intents were were basically to go out of your way from a place where you live 200 miles away to go into a different community, put mm-hmm. the word the N word and all kind of hateful shit on your gun, videotaping pointing at people saying some blatant shit and oh at one point in the video i think you say you you show him saying oh excuse me when he had his gun pointed at a white person that was in the neighborhood so the intents are clear kyle rittenhouse whatever the law thought that he there was open for discussion when it comes to what his intents were bringing an another assault rifle into a community where he lives across the border you know where he doesn't even damn well live right Um, and you know popped off claiming it was self-defense whatever but anyway that's another that's another story but in this particular instance this is where you see clear intent if you can't try this guy based mm-hmm. on the video evidence alone based on the manifesto that he wrote based on his history of just complete and batshit crazy you know habits the system is fucking broken uh, well, we we always knew that it was broken, but like after true, this, you true. can't really be like, yeah. there is no system no... after this. Exactly. And my biggest fear, because they do this all the time, Andrew, is when it's this bad, they tend to throw the, my client has mental health issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And like I said, you're not getting away with mental health issues when you literally stood, went out of your way. To write a hundred and eighty page manifesto, kids don't even want to do that shit for a school project. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? So stop it with the mental illness. I, I'm I'm done with it. It, it insults people that actually have, have mental yeah, illnesses. mental illnesses. A hundred percent. Now, as you know, the devastation that happened at Uvalde. Um, mm-hmm. It just to quickly kind of touch up on that. If you don't know, um, a shooter who has no connections to school, walked into this school, which is an elementary school, and killed 14, Andrew, if I'm... 19. 19 people, yeah. in which I think two of them were teachers. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know, um, days after the shooting, I'm sure you heard that one of the husbands of the teacher died of a heart attack mm-hmm. because of the stress. Yeah. And so... It has come out that they are shutting down the school mm-hmm. and they're demolishing it. Yeah. I don't know what for. <laughs> like, I can't, we, I, I didn't read up as to like, oh, condos will replace it. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, um, I could assume that's going to be the case. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, that could be the cynic in me, but who knows? 
And then that makes me think like I would never purchase a property where people died. Like yeah. it's just bad omen. Like I, I I don't I don't know anybody who could do it. Some people could be like, yeah, 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 whatever. But I'm just like, yeah, but like people died on this land. What if it's like haunted? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear down the road, like, you know, whatever it is, maybe two, three years down the road after they demolish this school, um, that you see some some type of condominiums being built in that in that particular land. It wouldn't surprise me because just by going on what the history is in the United States, there aren't that many reasons for me to think that people are doing this out of the goodwill for children because you already don't have you're not you're already not doing it by preventing guns from being put in the streets that can potentially kill children so no i I wouldn't be surprised if three four years down the road the after this school gets demolished for what they're saying was for the benefit of the kids because they can't ask those kids to go back to school fuck all that i really feel like it, it, it you're gonna see you're gonna see condos being built in that place somebody's gonna buy that property Money talks, girl. A hundred percent. And we see it so much in the States. Do you yep. think that was the smartest move? Or like, here is what I mean by that. With what has transpired at Uvalde, mm-hmm. in terms of the cops taking forever to get into the school, and who've yep. essentially failed their community, do you think that was a smart response? Or should they have said... Hey, you know what? We really fucked up. <laughs> Community, I mean, we're really sorry. No, but you're never gonna see the police say we're sorry. Like they're whatever sorry is that they're 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 gonna convey is is basically for getting outed for being completely incompetent. That's all. But like as far as demolishing the school, I get it. You can't ask those kids to live through that experience. But look at how many other schools that are still look at the Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook is still that, you know? Still open. I know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Listen, I'm not saying it can be a very traumatic thing for kids. Not mm-hmm. saying that you should force these kids. Some kids may not even want to go into a school point blank, period. period. Exactly. They might want to be homeschooled, to be mm-hmm. in the comfort of their own home. I yeah. am not saying by any means that we should force these kids to go back into school. I think definitely no, no, no. this is no. a conversation that the child needs to have with their parent and you know figure out a feasible way and one where they feel safe in which they can learn from, whether that means back into a school mm-hmm. or at home. But, but this is exactly th- why I'm saying as far as why they're doing this demolishing the school, I don't feel like it's for the benefit of the kids. I really feel like it's another thing at play. That's why, like, all these other school shootings, all these other places, you don't hear them being demolished. Columbine, Sandy Not Hook. Like, exactly. Um, the one in Michigan there. What was that school in Michigan now? Oh, my God. But anyway, the one that happened in Michigan in, in November. Right. Um, I There's no... There's no reason for me to think that if you're going to not destroy those schools with all that traumatic experience that went on, why this has to be the, the lone exception and think it's goodwill to make, you know, to prevent the kids from experiencing what happened, you know, back in back of oh, like six weeks ago. Stop it. No, that do could you be think... the cynic in me, but I don't, I don't know. So do you, and I, we were to discuss this because I we I talked about it a little earlier with you, but I mm. I'm not into I'm I literally will laugh at conspiracy theorists like I'm yeah. like <laughs> yeah. But now with everything that's been <laughs> that's been going on, like you can't help but wonder like was that the plan all along? Was that their way of getting the school so that they can sell it, make money, create townhouse condos, high rise, whatever? Mm-hmm. 
you know, like now you start to scratch your head a little bit. You're like, you know, all those times that I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those conspiracy I'm, not theorists. A, I'm not a conspiracy theorist either, but in this particular case, it just doesn't make any other sense than that. There's some type of, of, of value in that land. It's a school, big enough property where you could put a bunch of buildings on there. Just putting that out there. You That's know what I mean? true. So I don't know. Like, I, I just hope go, I, I wasn't even trying to think that far. But I, I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, you really did. <laughs> you really did. Wee! There's no thinking ourselves out of it either. Like the, it, it could be. It wouldn't be surprising. I really just hope that, and this is in regards to both Buffalo and Uvalde, that they're getting the necessary, necessarily help that they deserved. In terms of the recovery. So these are kids who have lived, for example, during Uvalde, who are traumatized. I just hope that the state is helping these kids because you can't be about pro-life and yeah. help these kids. <laughs> oh, my God. I just can't, plugging I it can't in. Stop. About I can't stop. I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing at the idea that we got people that are, quote, unquote, like you said, pro-life. Pro-life, but, but don't give a rat's ass. Make it make sense, Michelle. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many loops and holes and gaps in this gun thing. Um, I need to have a right. And we did talk about it. Like, I have a right to bear arms. It just, like, mm. sometimes when I think of the U.S., I think of, um, and maybe this is more so Southern states. What's that character's name from the Looney Tunes? The one with the red beard and the he just loves guns and oh yo yo Yosemite is it Yosemite Sam is that what it is? I think oh, that's all I think about. Like if it, we if the U.S. had a mascot, that's the guy. Yeah. Yep 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 yep. That's that's all that comes to my mind, and I don't mean to yep to insult. I don't mean to insult or irritate American listeners, but that's like the mascot that comes to my mind when I think yeah, about man. people who are in love with guns yep. and they need to have one. Now, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just about to say, I, I don't know why I protect from what protect from whom. Um, like it just, it's gotten to the point where if you want to protect yourselves, I mean, do you really need an AR? Like, do you, do you really need an assault rifle? That you can barely know how to shoot yourself unless you're, you know, trained properly. Like, what are we doing here, people? Come on. What man. happened like, to the days when we could just like use our fists? Yeah, what like to, to fight. You know, I mean I think and, it'd and, be and more you... satisfying to punch people than it is to just actually shoot people. Because it's so easy. If, especially <laughs> if one person's holding a gun and the other yeah. one's not, you have all the power. That's it. All the power with that one gun. That's Whereas it. fighting, you kind of have to figure out, okay, who? Who could be yeah. who? You know, um, no, I'm not stressing. I'm stressing that violence is never the solution. here. Of course. But, just... but if you had to do any form of self-defense, I would I would think the best option would yeah. be to fight. Yeah, I would think. And, you know, yes, there is a possibility that you could kill somebody fighting, depending on, like, if you know your power. Oh, yeah. But so- yeah. but but sometimes a gun is even more like it's it could be just instant like that. Just Especially like that. Especially to the untrained person, it's even more dangerous. That's it. Like I'm, you know, like you're you, talking you about ricochet. That have, kids, that have the kids at home. You get you put a gun in the in a in a cabinet box or something, and you know somehow kids have access to that. Bring it to school and shoot some kids in the face. That's it. Happens. You <laughs> know, mean, it's true. And we've heard so many stories about accidental guns going off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. two kids. See, dad has a gun. Dad thinks he locked it properly. Kid gets access to it. Boom. Yep. Kid ends up shooting brother, sister, mom, dad, whomever. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, it's... I don't know. And it would be nice to like... This will never happen. But it would always be nice to kind of pick the four fa- the, those fathers' brains. Like, did you really mean... Did you really mean that they should... You know, have the right to bear arms. Like, did you really mean it? Like, like if they saw the state of the world right now, no, the state of the U.S. right now. Yeah, yeah. Would they be like yes, or would they be like um? 
Look, man, the mental gymnastics that Republicans, you know, go through to explain why there should be, you know, no abortions, but yes, we should have guns in the streets. It's just exhausting to listen yeah, to. It <laughs> it's is. exhausting. It, it, it makes no sense how you claim to be pro-life and then use the, the second the amendment, uh, second amendment to twist into your favor or to your ridiculous argument that you should have the right to bear arms knowing that you damn well don't even know how to use one of them to begin with properly. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. let's just stop it with the nonsense here. And, and we already know, too, like, if there were any, you know, if there were more black people owning guns, I figured there'd be a little bit more, you know, harsh penalties. I, I figure that much. Hmm. So. I figure that much. I would have to look into the statistics on that to see, like, what is the percentage of black people who do own firearms? And I'm sure those numbers have gone up after, like, what are we 2021 no we're 22 mm. maybe by 2018 those numbers yeah. have started to go up yeah you know yeah, I, mean, look, I don't know the numbers but i figure the amount of stuff that they go th- black people go through in society when it comes to you know racial discrimination um bad policing segregate you know schools that are you know, or, or, or land pro- or property that you can buy they're, they're trying to make things less accessible i would figure yeah. guns would be part of that list too no, because they would rather we see, and you know they're always gonna throw the 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 thought of well you know gun violence you guys have gun violence in your community. Oh yeah, what about Chicago? Oh shut up! Like I'm yeah. sorry, but like what about Chicago? You know, what about Detroit? What about in you know insert yeah, whatever? Like, look, I think Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, Mississippi or or some other states, some other state in the South has a higher you know murder rate than chicago does so i mean like it's there's this there's this ridiculous narrative about what about chicago when they're gun violence well look there's gun violence in just about every city that you can think of yeah i mean so let's not use this low-hanging fruit of chicago being the lone um the, the 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 lone guilty city of having gun violence in the streets stop it it's, it's, and it's, a lot of it is argument. i feel as oh it's premeditated and i say this in a in a sense of let's put the hands in the most the ones that cannot defend themselves and when i mean Mm -hmm. defend themselves i mean defend themselves uh getting a lawyer so that we can um convict them right away give them the harshest punishment and then keep them in the system yep Uh, look this that's basically what you know the law has been doing for hundreds of years now find easy ways to incriminate you know minorities mm-hmm. 100%. Look, just i just sent you a link what two hours ago about florida the, the state of florida is is passing a law if your music is too loud yes they have the right to pull you over who do you think that affects more because um, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I know it, i listen to my music on a loud me too <laughs> and i don't live in florida so i mean like let, let's just cut the crap here it's going to be a selective certain cops that are going to be like well this is what the law says oh look at that he's listening to music that i don't like let's say for some guy jimmy lipper that was playing guns and roses in the car that was too loud you think you're going to listen to you think all they're most going to tell him is to turn it down that's all just to turn it down well we probably get harassment a fine and potentially a night in jail exactly so look when it comes to guns i know they're trying to make it less accessible for a certain community that's just like, and that's why you know some people get it illegally. Yes, like, let's, just, let's just put it out there. Let's cut the you know. Let's call a spade a spade. Spade. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Now, as Canadians, mm-hmm. you ever have that moment where you're looking at the states and you're like, "God damn!" As you eating your popcorn, like popcorn, like wow, what's going on over Almost there? All the time. <laughs> Almost all oh, the time. Oh my god! And then we say things like, "Thank God I live in Canada." And I'm not going to sit here and say, right, I'm not going to sit here and say that Canada is a saint. Mm -mm. You know, Canada does have its flaws. We've talked about it, for example, with racism in Canada. You guys could check out that episode where we talk about it. But Mm -hmm. we tend to go, "Mm, goddamn, America. Thank God I live in Canada. But we also have our own issues here in Canada. Um, Now, are they to the degree in terms of guns mass shootings and all of that as our neighbors south of the border 
No. 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 no, not even, we do have our problems. For example, in big cities like Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, we are seeing an increase in crime and, and guns. And these mm-hmm. guns are unfortunately being attained illegally. Now, a lot of the thought process is that these guns are being purchased at the border mm-hmm. uh, and they're being smuggled in. Now, Justin Trudeau, based off of what happened in Uvalde and in Buffalo, say what you will about the guy. I think he's doing the best that he can with the seeds that he has. And it's nice to see that he's trying to take some sort of action um, in regards to trying to make it strict. Yes. Now, do you think we are doing a good job? And if not, what do you think you could see is better? And what do you think is working for us? Well, look, the idea that he's trying to, you know, eliminate the, the acts or not eliminate, but lessen the accessibility of, um, guns being bought in the streets not just not just assault rifles but handguns as well right um that that's that's amazing at the end of the day guns that are guns should not be put into the hands of people that are not trained to use them mind you now if you do have a a license to carry a firearm yeah then you have easier access to buy a gun Mm -hmm. um the problem i see with with canada is that um there's actually stipulations where minors that are between the ages of 12 and 17 can actually get a minor's license, <laughs> allowing them to borrow um, non-restricted firearms. So I don't know why a 12-year-old would need a minor's license. That's younger than what the state says. The state says 18. Exactly. How did we get exactly. to 12? That's what I, I don't know. But are there stipulations in place? Like if the person's... Uh, self-defending but, somebody who can't defend themselves they could t- like but what is that you see that that's where we go down this you know pandora's box of problems where that kid then decides hey look uh, i'm being bullied at school uh i i was defending myself he brought a gun that was you know basically not restricted that that's the kind of thing where i don't understand how it, you get from 12 to 17 <laughs> as a minor yeah. license that's where i think we need to change that rule like, so, sorry, but I'm I'm one. I need to look into that, Andrew. I didn't even know about that. I'll, se- I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Um, it w- it's a, a a story on CTV News that uh, that I read just before we got on uh, on to record. Um, it was published uh, last month, the the first of June. Oh but wow! Yeah. yeah, look, it says here, uh, children aged 12 to 17 can get a minor's license, allowing them to borrow non restricted firearms like most rifles or shotguns for hunting or shooting competitions and buy ammunition. So what, what happens <laughs> if there's no hunting and no shooting and they manage to get a gun? I would, I would assume they get slapped with a yeah, jail, I mean, there, there, juvie there's, jail, there's, whatever there's hunting season. But after that, then what, like you still get this gun in your hand that you have access to because you're, you know, you, it's, it's part of the non-restricted firearms list. So I definitely agree with you on that because that's something I didn't know. I think that that should not be like, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't even know we had hunting competition for minors. Didn't know that either. <laughs> I just, like this is something that I would hear. I would think that you see what I mean by, you know, Canada, we tend to go, Oh, look at them. Exceptions may be uh, for under 12s, including indigenous children uh, who need to hunt to sustain themselves and their families. So that, that also opens up a can of worms. Exactly. Because indigenous long story short, um, mm. indigenous have a lot of there is tends to be a little bit of pockets of abuse yeah. um in the community. And if they have a gun, they have the right to hunt. You mm. know, they that could also be like if somebody's abusive, let's say, example, I'm gonna switch it up because sexism um let's say mom's (laughs) abusive (laughs) let's say mom's abusive to dad son has a rifle to hunt son shoots mom yeah like it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope exactly yeah i didn't know that that's good to know um apart from that i would have told you that i think they're doing a great job i don't know how these guns are getting in illegally like i just would love to know how they're being smuggled in uh, there are a multitude of ways where you can get anything smuggled illegally. They just 
that's the name of the game, man. People get, like these smugglers get smarter. It's like the same thing with the drug game. It's the same thing. This is they get smarter with the way they, they they bring stuff into the country illegally. It's just guns are no exception. A hundred percent. And then so yeah. it just kind of makes you think like, are we ever going to get to the point where we can successfully not be able to smuggle guns in? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, because I mean I'm in Toronto and we I hear listen. Andrew, the times I hear guns popping off, the stories I've heard about guns popping off at clubs. Listen, Caravana Weekend is just around the corner. And we tend to have the worst time with guns come Caravana Weekend. Keep in mind, Andrew, we've been in lockdown for two years. I feel as though people are going to lose their mind. Yo, because I'm now they're really outside surprised. of the house and there's going to be gun violence somewhere, you know, yeah. and it's it's a little bit nerve wracking. For example, for me, I love to I enjoy um, Caravana and, you know, this is the time where I have kids and I want them to be exposed to my culture and know about Caravana. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, a couple times guns have popped off at Caravana. Same. Some Same. of them are not from um um canadians some of them are not from canadians sometimes it's from our americans who have managed to i don't know how bring um guns across the border who are coming for caravan a weekend um sometimes they are from gangs that are affiliated yes guys toronto has gangs okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but they're gang members they're rivals that you know one rival shows up the other rival shows up and then next thing you know guns are blazing you know so because of that i am not comfortable with going to a parade with two small children being that there's a gun issue. And so I'm wondering, is it ever possible that Canada could get to that point where we have zero gun problems? Like places like Japan that don't, don't even, I think it was either China or Japan that don't even use it. And it is like next to nearly impossible to own one in that country. Yeah. Look, the answer to me is no. Personally, I just feel no. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to the market of something that is listed as, you know, illegal, there's going to be a market somewhere for those items, for those guns to be purchased. And that just means it's a hot ticket item. So it's even more incentive for people that sell these guns to, you know, to find a way to distribute distribute these guns. So no, we're not, we're not going to have a clean slate gun-free zone in Canada. But the measures that Canada is taking in order to make sure that it's a drug free, uh, a gun free zone. Um, you got to at least commend it for trying. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at the, the core, they, they're, they're trying something, but like, if you're asking me if we're ever going to see like a, a gun free Canada, nah, man. No. no, I don't know. People are way too smart when it comes to the way they wanted to sell it, the way they want to distribute it. It's, it's going to be the same shit over and over again. It's just going to be a revolving door of bullshit when it comes to these guys that are trying to get these guns into the streets, and they'll find ways to get them through the border, across the border, and and get them sold. So no, no way in hell we're ever going to see a gun-free Canada. But you can commend Canada and and government officials for making an attempt to you know at least alleviate the gun issues here. So if we're giving them a rating, A plus being the highest, F being a fail. Where are you ranking the two countries, Canada and the U.S.? <laughs> can, can we get anything under F, like <laughs> for the U.S.? Zero. I mean, like okay, let's do it in numbers. A hundred percent being negative, negative a hundred. It doesn't matter. The, the states is just, it's an utter failure. It's an okay. So negative a hundred for the states. And so, what what grid are you giving Canada? I'm giving Canada. Look, we we're not nearly as bad as the states. Well, I'll give them a, a, a C plus B minus. So what like, is that? Know, that's seventy to six. That's like seventy five to eighty percent. Like, okay, say. that's pretty yeah. high. That's I mean, pretty look, high. I get it. We're, we we don't have as many people. You know, our population is way smaller. Yes. Than than the states, so you know the density in the United States. Obviously, there's a lot more conflict. There's no question about that. But yo, when you like I say. When you ban a woman from make from from giving her right to choose whether she wants to have an abortion or not, and you outlaw that before you outlaw guns, guns. you automatically fail the test 
Don't even bother bringing the pencil. Don't bother bringing the eraser. Keep your asshole at home. It doesn't Keep make no difference. <laughs> like you're, you're failing. Yeah, you're failing 100%. as a society. You're failing as a system. You you you, you can't even take the test. The 100%. party done. Get the fuck out. Party that's done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No. So we're not nearly as bad as the states. We cannot get in our soapbox and say that we're that much better. But like we can at least say, yo, the states is really fucked up. Like it's just that simple. That's yeah. Simple. So final question, Andrew. Even though our government is doing all that they can with regards to keeping out illegal firearms, as well as making it hard to purchase one, mm. we're seeing another issue that guns are being created in Canada through 3D printing. Yo, that is so wild to me. That Like, when you told me this, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So it looks like whatever Canada is doing is working in terms of tighter laws, because now they're mm. finding other ways to get firearms, which is now 3D printing. Yeah, man, we got smart people out there. Just This is a damn shame that those smart people are also batshit crazy and just thinking of ways to create firearms with projectile plastic plastic weapons. I don't, I can't believe that story. I can't, I can't either. So there's a, now a new issue that 3D printing, people are making guns. Just a final disclaimer, we do not condone anyone who uses 3D printing to make guns. I repeat, no, we do not condone anybody who uses 3D printing to make guns. We are just bringing light to the situation that guns are being created. I just want to put this disclaimer out there before somebody comes for me. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) But what are your thoughts? I'm... I'm baffled, man. Like, I just don't understand how this is even possible. Like, I, when you told, like I said, Michelle, when you told me this earlier, yeah, my mouth, my, my jaw dropped. I was like, get the F out of here, man. Like, no it way. It makes like, me I, think that we as human beings are obsessed with, with guns. power. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, and when I say power, guns yield some form of power. Yep. That's true. Because if you think about it, this is probably a terrible analogy. <laughs> But (laughs) when you watch a lot of those movies and you see them hold that gun like they've got the power, they literally Mm -hmm. can end somebody's life with a... Does it make a click? I don't know. (laughs) This is what I know about guns. Are you talking about the the actual guns or the 3D printed guns? Just pressed on the trigger. Does it make a sound? The trigger does make a click. So there we go. It's not actually the trigger that clicks. It's the hammer in the gun that clicks. Oh. yeah, okay. it's not the trigger that clicks; it's the hammer. Like it's the, the see. The little, what do I know? It's the barrel, the little thing in the barrel that kind of like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's that power, and people enjoy that power. You see it in countless of movies. You see it from Boys in the Hood to mm. Scarface. It's yeah. the power, and it makes me think that until people don't have that desire to have that power then i think it's only then that we'll see that you know either guns will disappear or no longer be a thing but until then it's the power and so think about it our government is doing everything they can to stop this Mm -hmm. tighter gun laws especially at borders we're talking um land sea and air yeah tighter laws so they could restrict any type of access coming in one um two any guns that are coming here legally to be sold they're making hard for people yeah so if we're doing something somewhat right it just goes to show you that this 3d printing is a result of what we're doing well i also see see, you see it as a sense of power i actually see it as an like some sense of fear because at the end of the day, to me, like, there's absolutely, like, there's there's always that sense of we need to protect ourselves, which innates fear. Like, there's always a sense of fear in your head. So, to me, it, it's almost like a, a chicken shit way of saying that we want we want control when it's really a fear-based mechanism that we need our weapons. I mean, that's just me. What's the point of having a nuclear weapon if you don't fear somebody trying to pop off with another nuclear weapon? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... It's fear. I never thought of it that way. It's fear based. It, it, it's all fear based. At the end of the day, it's it's all fear based. 
and me the idea that you're such a chicken shit that you can't even take care of matters with, with your bare hands you need to use a gun because it's a lot easier and quicker to handle that's fear-based that's just my sense in my that's way of thinking. that's fine and you know we're basically just having a conversation in which yeah, we yeah. explain our opinions but I, I i never looked at it as a, as a fear a base thing i i guess it could also be a mixture of both yeah you know yeah. fear and power yeah. one end might be fear with some might be power with others might be a combination of both yeah. um but i I'm, I'm a little concerned you know as we're trying to get guns off the streets they're coming back on the streets yeah well, that's also I was always saying about as far as smart people will find ways to get these guns distributed the same way how you got smart people that are creating freaking guns with hard plastic. It, it just there's always there's always some type of a loophole when it comes to any type of rule or any type of law. There's always a loophole somewhere. Somebody there's always somebody smart enough to figure out the loophole. <sighs> and that's yeah. how it goes, right? I know, man. I know. Sad man, Andrew. Absolutely sad. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know if we're ever gonna stay uh, live in a society where we'll see a, a better world. Um, make it a better place. You know, right? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, man. Rest <laughs> in peace, brother. <laughs> but you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on the episode. It was Aww. great breaking this up, part one and part two, Andrew. Fun. Again. You know what I like to do. Oh, Plug in snap. where they can follow you, get to know you. Well, um, on the Real Talk podcast, that's uh, my pod. Uh, I haven't done as many episodes as I should, but I'm actually going to be doing a little bit more. I, I got to get back into the game, and I appreciate you taking the time to help me out with my, the first episode, part one. And I'm looking forward to doing more with you. So at the end of, of the day, course. I, I got you, girl. And I appreciate yeah. that you got me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter on um, Twitter. No, sorry, on uh, Instagram, Drew Bags17. So that's Drew Bags with a Z. So uh mm-hmm. D-R-E-W-B-A-G-Z17 on Instagram. And as you mentioned, he will get back into the Real Talk podcast. But he also has the Sports Jones. He has some I previous do, episodes on there. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to listen to some of his old stuff on his Sports Jones podcast. Definitely go take a listen there as well. I'll take the shameless plugs as I get them. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Got to big you up. Andrew, what are your final thoughts, words on the two episodes that we've done for the part one and part two? What is one little word that you would love to leave, sentences you would love to leave to just kind of sum up our discussion about guns? Stop worrying about uteruses and worry more about fucked up people carrying guns in the U.S. And with that, we do a mic drop. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will catch you guys all in the next episode. Did you like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe to our platform and follow us on our social media platforms at A Shot of Melanin on Instagram, A Shot of Melanin on Facebook, and ASOM underscore podcast on Twitter. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.